Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Parliament of Owls. My name is Jake, and today we have a lovely, lovely special episode with Liv. Liv, <laughs> are you excited? You nervous? Uh, I'm very, like, uh, I'm very happy, I think is the way to put sure. it. Like, I'm very excited to, like be back with Alma and especially being hanging out with you all like I miss Parliament of Owls like a lot so this is a lot of fun <laughs> well great because everyone here is going to find out a little bit about Alma's past mm -hmm. but before we get into that uh Liv what is the best place people can reach you oh um the best place to find me is on Twitter at live in a day l-i-v-i-n-a-d-a live in a day it's my life and I'm living in it um, and that's the best place where you can find me, what I'm going to be doing next. I'm doing a couple of different things. I'll lay out my schedule, my current schedule, um, at the end, but I like to hop around and hang out with people and play TTRPGs. So it's a fun industry to be in. It's a lot um, of fun. Yeah. So Alma mm -hmm. has been training under a coven of witches for... A long Maybe. time. Yeah, well, a long time, but very specifically, we're going to be going back in time. And we're going to mm -hmm. be going to maybe uh, eight years into being taught and just ta being taught the basics, how to live off the land, how to how to experience life and magic as a whole together, and that everything in itself is nothing but chaos as a whole. Right. One of your sisters comes to you early in the morning and brings you breakfast, a bowl of berries and oats, and she wakes you up. Alma, mm. today is a very special day. Do you know that? No. You guys have days for everything. Yes, but specifically for you. Today is the day that you will become a full-fledged witch. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, to become a full-fledged witch, you must first walk through our brothers and sisters before us. Okay. Eat up, you'll need your strength. And she gets up and walks away. I like make a face at the bowl in front of me because this does not seem like enough food for what I'm about to go through. This sounds like a fucking lot. <laughs> but um, I do eat every last scrap because that's kind of what it is out here mm -hmm. um, and try to fuel up as much as I can. As you leave your your dwelling, you see that you're out in the the bogs, out in the swamps, mm -hmm. and you see that there are more of your brothers and sisters there than there are normally. Normally, there's one or two that come in or come by, but there are exactly twelve other witches there with you at the moment. Mm. Exactly twelve. Exactly twelve. Oh, okay. Does 12 have like 12 must be a significant number. I feel like that's a very specific number. <laughs> 12 is not, but you as a 13th is. 
Okay, there it is. Do I recognize any of them? Like, the coven's very large, but do I recognize any of them? You notice that there is a, a man that is wearing very nice garb and a woman who is wearing very nice garb. Well, everyone else is kind of more so in their day-to-day -day clothing, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever they can forge for or make themselves while these two seem very like if i were to describe them they're very like almost popey you know where it's like yeah it's re they're wearing regalia yeah you know? yeah yeah um i guess i go up and address them first that feels like the most proper thing to do uh Sure. You, you see that they are looking through a black book as they are, are, are passing through. And as you walk up, uh, the man closes his book and he's he's a little bit more of a rounder gentleman. Uh, his hat is in the shape of a triangle uh, with a upside down triangle on it. And he looks at you and goes, ah, my sister, how are you doing this fine morning? Um... Okay. Okay is a good start. Let's let's prepare for today. Uh, has anyone told you about what you are about to endeavor? Um, one of our sisters said that I would be traveling through different lives, different like histories. Yes. As much as it is important to keep ourselves together and to look forward into the future, it is also important to find out where we came from, what we've experienced, who has fallen for us to continue to be. I think we're ready to prepare if you are. No time like the present, I suppose. Perfect. Um, and he, he looks up and uh, looks at the woman and the woman claps her hand and everyone moves into almost an exact perfect circle around you. Uh, and they reach out and grab each other by the hand and the woman starts chanting and starts repeating and singing a song. And your sisters look at you and, and, and you can catch the eye of one of them. They go, close your eyes, child. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Instantly, as you close your eyes, you hear a loud at the front door. And you instantly wake up and you are in a bed and not in your room. And there is someone banging at your door. What? Open up! Do I have anything around me to, like, protect myself? <laughs> as you roll, roll me a perception, which as a level zero character, you're just going to roll me a d20. Okay. Okay. Um, that's going to be a 16. You look around the room, and this room has got a lot of ornate items 
all over the room. You can mm-hmm. see that there are uh, bones that have been etched into what look to be sacrificial daggers. You can see that there is a uh, a small golden uh, cup that has what seems to be some sort of brownish red liquid, almost uh, a, a rust blood looking with flowers in it. Um, you see uh, that there are different uh very occult things. There are chicken legs hanging from the ceiling. There are a lot of different things and this is not your room. You've seen all of this kind of things before and you look around the room and you could easily grab the sacrificial dagger and use that as a weapon. Yeah, I grab that and I kind of tuck it in I think like whatever waist or belt I might have um, kind of like behind my back and then I go and I crack open the door just a little bit to peer through as you get up to the door you can see that there are the the door itself is not a well-built doorway and has large slats in it so you're able to see without even opening it and you can see that there is a man holding a young child in his arms that is passed out I open the door. What's wrong with the child? He's got a fever. I I just need help. What do you have for me? And I like open the door so he can at least bring the child in. He 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 runs in and sets the child down. He goes, I, "I'll give you all of all all that I've earned. I I I can't not have this child go." And he, like, reaches into, like, a a pouch and, like, opens up a satchel that has, like, uh, a handful of silver and copper in it. It, It's all yours. You can have it all. This and the next harvest. The whole harvest? And, And as he sees that look in your face, he goes, anything. You can have it. It's yours. Okay. Um, I go to the child and look the child over to see if there's anything I can do. Um, you Alma can't, but as you walk to the child, you instinctually start to touch his head and you feel the fever and you reach over unbeknownst to you you're not doing this out of control but it just feels natural to you 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 dip your hand in into this red rust blood and you place a mark upon his head and you reach over to some herbs and you crouch it like crunch it in your hands and you drop it into a a a torch uh that the room starts to fill with this minty smoke and you start to perform a healing ritual and you place your hands on the child and shortly the child's fever just breaks and while still asleep is no longer sweating and is no longer warm to the touch. And he, he, he reaches over and he, he like almost knocks you out of the way from his excitement. And he grabs his child and he hugs, hugs the child and just thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And he, he holds holds him and, and goes, it, as soon as the harvest is done, it's yours. And and he picks the child up and starts to walk outside the door. You 
go over and you close the door. And as you close the door, it's a completely different environment. The door closes and you're still in your room, but but day has turned to night. The room has got a, a, a warm glow to it. And you hear the sounds of the banging again at your door. I go up and I peer through the slats of the door. If it's the same, like, shoddily built door. Yeah, no, it's the same place, the exact same yeah. room. It's just changed time. Different time, and, yeah. And outside the door, you see a woman. And she's in tears. What? I heard, I heard you could help. Possibly. And I, like, open the door up for her. And she is she is crying uh, horribly, and not to get into detail, but she goes over and uh, cries to you and laments to you about harassment and 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 abuse that that people within the city has has given her, and asks, uh, you know, to be just like you, to be <laughs> away from these people. And she looks up at you with, with tears still welling in her eyes and, and says, can I please live here? You can live here, but that doesn't make you like me. If you want to be like me, you have to be willing to do things, worse things than everybody else has accused you of. Well, if I'm already being accused of these things, I, I might as well do them, right? <laughs> okay. Our first lesson will be to burn it all to the ground. What do you mean? I'll teach you. We'll work up to it. Okay. But you can stay here with me. Thank you. And she like grabs you and, 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 and her face digs into your, your shoulder as she holds you tight. And as she lets go of you, you're outside. Mm -hmm. You're outside picking flowers and herbs for the next harvest that you're about to perform or the next spell you're about to perform. And this, this girl, she's now a year or two older from the last mm -hmm. time you remember she is out there also picking and working with you. And uh, she lifts up and she goes, ah, I've got the rabbit as she holds up a, a, a dead uh, hair by the, by the ears and she places it uh, in her basket. And then you hear shouting and screaming. And as you turn your attention towards it, you can see that there is a crowd of people with torches coming down the roadway. Um, I stand up and I like kind of like wave the girl off towards um, the, I guess like the cottage that we live in. I'm just like, go, go. She, she looks at you and nods and, and, and runs and hides into the building. Mm -hmm. And of this group, the man in the very front is that same man that you helped a few years back. There she is! They shout 
as they finally see you with their torches uh, burning bright as a star in the night. And they, they walk over and goes, are you ready to pay for your crimes? Crimes? I thought that I was your saint. I thought I helped you. No, you corrupted my child. You corrupted my harvest. It was because of you. And your thought process goes through as you're starting to remember and recollect the conversation as he proceeded to not pay you anything. Right. As the harvest grew, he cut it and went out and sold it and ate what he could and gave you nothing. And when you went to go talk to him about it, he pushed you off. And it may or may not have upset you. Or you then put a curse on the ground itself. And he hasn't been able to grow ever since. If you weren't going to give me your harvest, if you weren't going to fulfill your end of the deal, why do you think that you should be allowed to prosper? Liars never prosper. See, I told you, she, she did this. She did this to my land. She's you did this killing first. my family. You did this first, and you're lucky I didn't curse your child. Uh, you start to notice the crowd, like, almost circling you. They reach out, and you see them put the torch to your hut. As your hut begins to crackle and start to burn as quickly as dry wicker wood would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, not my girl. Oh, no, <laughs> not my girl. Um... Yeah, no, I think I like, I don't know what kind of powers and abilities I have, but like the second that they attack my hut, knowing who's inside of it, I think I lose it. You dig into yourself to cast any sort of magical powers or abilities and witchcraft at this time in this history was primarily ritualistic and it mm -hmm. takes time. It takes, it takes a lot of effort. And as you scream out, you see a fox moving out from the forest and it looks to you and then looks to the house and then looks to you. And in your thought you hear, I can only save one. Save the girl. They reach out and they grab you and they quickly tie your hands behind your back as they throw you over their shoulders, the house burning and crackling as they stand by the door, like hearing the screams of this woman. And they see you as you start to move away and they laugh and chuckle and start to follow you down the road as the roof starts to collapse. It's the last thing that you see before you feel your body being placed upon a stake. Bushes and shrubs all around your feet as they light the fire 
and they burn bright as you sit there for an agonizing eight minutes. Mm-hmm. What are your final words? I am not the first and I will not be the last. And as you close your eyes, you wake up to an agonizing pain and you look down at your hands, but they're not yours. And they're not the woman that you just were. Your hands are burnt. And you look around the room when you catch your reflection in a standing pool in the room, you are the girl that you had chose to save. But your powers are different. They've changed. You're just as powerful as your master, but something a little extra. No longer just a ritual. You've learned that you must defend yourself. You must have some sort of ability, something that you can use to defend yourself. And you can feel the crackle of energy as the fox comes up next to you and rubs his leg or rubs his body up against your leg. And the fox looks up at you and and gallops a little bit ahead of you and you look at the fox and you realize you're in another meadow you're armed with a basket picking goods but this isn't the same town um i follow behind the fox and i keep picking goods um the fox has never led me astray before so Wherever it takes me, I trust it. And that is absolutely true. The fox saved your life that day. Mm-hmm. As they went away and the roof began to collapse and you began to pass out due to inhalation, the fox grabbed your neck, grabbed your, your collar of your shirt and pulled you from the wreckage. But that day always left a little bit of spite in your soul for revenge against those who had hurt you and hurt your sister. Yeah. This time you look up and see the sun brightly shining in your eyes. You look back down and you're at a fire a large cauldron in the center of the fire. And there are now not just you and the fox. There are three. Each of them with their own animal. Their own pet. One with a snake. One with a bird. And you with your fox. As you all begin to talk and, and demonstrate your magical powers and 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 build protection you hear the very familiar sounds of those day people screaming torches coming in from every direction 
Um, I jump up right away and I tell the other two to run. They look at you confused. You told us never to run. Listen, I know. And if you want to stand by my side, you can, but I can't promise that we're going to make it out of here, but I'm not I'm not going to hide the way that I did last time. So if you want to stand with me, you can. I think we're stronger together than we are apart, but I also don't want us to be the only ones. And they look up at you and and they stand up. They're like, I'm not leaving you. And they, they look to the crowd and look as a single crossbow arrow shoots from the, the woods landing directly in the chest of one of one of your your brothers and sisters instantly <gasps> falling down the rage builds up inside of you yeah um yeah no i'm not going to hold back i think i'm going to let it out on this whole crowd how does your power manifest with a single ability, a single thing, how do you move forward? Well, we're by a fire. Mm-hmm. So, and last time everything burned down around me, so why not do it again? You place your hands in front of you and you lift up as you can feel the fire being controlled by your powers and you push it into each direction as you, you fling just, just balls of fire coming from this fire pit. You just point as it starts to hit, hit the trees and starts to hit these people that are coming in and attacking your remaining protege looks behind you and with, with a dagger and, and tries to manifest anything out of them to, to try and defend you. Uh, and, and they can't think of it. And so they begin to draw a protection circle around you on the floor as you continue to fling fire and, and shoot things out from you. You can see them slowly being picked off one by one as they begin to move in, overwhelming you. More of them continue to come in. It's not much longer that you have. Why don't you roll me a d20? And just tell me what you get. This is going to be a, 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 a manifest of your power. I got a natural one. <laughs> it like bounced and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you, look, you look down and you try to give yourself one last push of, 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 of everything that you've got to try and keep the two of you alive. And as you do that, you push your energy out and it the fire in front of you flickers and dies as you look down at the remaining child that's there and you notice that it's not a protection circle and the two of you fall through the earth wait <laughs> okay yeah you're standing there, and yeah. as they finally put the last loop into the circle, the two of you just fall. 
Yeah. And it feels like you're falling for minutes until you land into a giant pool of water. And you look down and you've got two or three arrows in you. What does the other person look like? What does my other sibling look like? They look like they're okay. They they're wet, but okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I like grab their hand and just kind of squeeze it as I just like try to, I guess, grapple with everything that's happened as I'm like laying there in this water. They 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 take your hand and they they start to swim to shore as they as they try to carry your body in. You can feel the water and the salt mixing in with your open wounds, and it burns. It hurts, and they drag you up onto the shore, and they look at you as you're losing the last bit of life from you, and you look up to them, and what is your last words? Never forget what they do to us. Never forget the pain and the hurt that they thrust upon us for no reason. And as you blink your eyes closed and open and you look up at them, you blink again and as you open, you look, you're looking down as you pass away. Yeah. Tears well up in your eyes as you have lost your only family. Mm-hmm. And you sit into the, the sand and your hands dig into the sand. You have no control but just, just, just to grab the sand in, in frustration. And right then, a squawk from a bird gets your attention. You look over and as you turn your head, you're in some sort of church or temple or something as you stand in front of an audience of 15 people in a wooden building as you see symbols and and, and items all around for witchcraft and your, your, your abilities, each of them with their own individual pet they're familiar them with their snake wrapping around your arm you realize that you're in the middle of some sort of ritual or ceremony and you you look around and you're at peace you're happy you're with your coven that you have created that you have grown from you by yourself to this group of 15 until those very familiar sounds. Screaming. Shouting. They don't even wait this time to hear you out. As a glass window breaks, as a torch flies through the room, landing on the floor, they've barricaded the doors. I motion to some others who 
I've taught symbols and transportation and protection sigils and I yell at them to start making those symbols to just follow their training as I gather um, the younger students into the center because they can't protect themselves and I'm just trying to sort of orchestrate everything. Roll me a d20. Let's see how well you do. Um, that's a 15. You get the information across. You've taught them well over the years. And they, even though the flames are starting to lick at their skin, they start to draw the symbols on the walls and on the floors of protection against fire. Some of them are working on portals to get you out, or as many as they possibly can get out as the windows shatter, as more arrows start to shoot through. Now is a little different, though. Now not only are arrows and torches being thrown, but there's magic being used against you. Not your own, but you see divine spears flying through as you have learned clerics and other religious aspects of the world have also looked very negatively against the witches. You see your brothers and sisters being taken out again. But they're they're doing much better. This is not your first time. You've got the memories of your brothers and sisters. And they start to work furiously and, and move forward a few being pulled out here and there. You you look to see one of your sisters being grabbed through a window and being pulled and drugged out, glass cutting her skin as they pull her out. One of the children looks up at you, scared and frightened and crying, and says, what do we do? What do we do? Um, I kneel down and I, like, wipe their cheeks um, you, you go with your brothers, you go with your sisters, you go with your siblings. You live. You keep going. That is I don't want to, I don't want to leave you though. I don't want to leave you. When the stars fade at night, do they really leave us? No. Will I really leave you? So you go, you go, okay? Okay. As you say that, you see a portal being opened slowly. Uh, as as two of them are holding up with as much energy as they possibly can to keep it open. As mm-hmm. something surrounds the building, it feels that not only is fire in here, but something is crushing everything. Yeah. A, a, a power or something and they're using everything that they can um, and they look at you and go what's next who's going um I push that child um and I tell them all to go because I'm going after my sister who was drunk through the window okay they, and as you start to go out you start to go that way the two look at you and they go we can't hold this it's fine. Go. Just go. And they look at each other very confused and and just they let go as it starts to shrink and they 
dive through themselves. You jump out the window without even a second thought, and you can see her being drugged against the ground as she's kicking and screaming and trying to use anything. And you see sparks of electricity and ice just fling from her in different directions. And you can see that they're bringing her to a man, full regalia, standing there with a book in his hand and a large holy symbol on the other. And you can hear him, Bring Bring her her to me and I will cleanse her. Um. I'm going to attack this man. Okay, roll me a d20. Which one do I want to roll? Oh, that's a 19. Okay. How does your power uh, show up in manifestation? Hmm. This is the same witch who drew a circle. Yeah, and teleported us. So. I'm going to raise my, like, hands up and kind of, like, jut them towards this man. Um, and all of these, like, dark shadows are going to start, like, creeping forward slowly at first and then start to rush at him. And I essentially want to. <laughs> this is like I've been reading way too many weird TTRPG manuals. Um, <laughs> I essentially want to throw him into like a realm of his own. Nice. Mm-hmm. As as these things like would pierce his body instead of of, of physically hurting him, they jut through him like fingers and. Mm-hmm. A hole in the ground appears as they drag him into this hole in the ground. And it is just this black, inky abyss of nothingness. And it pulls them in. And the people holding your sister look at you in confusion and and in fright as they stop. And they look at him and they look at you. And then you feel the cold steel through your chest. And then another one. And you look down, and there are two swords sticking out of your stomach. As you look down, and you can see that there are a lot of people here. And they slowly pull their swords out of you, and you can't even hold yourself. You immediately collapse. As your sister, who has been released, runs to you, and tries to put pressure on your wounds and looks up at you and she's just crying as she is then quickly grabbed and pulled off of you. Your last vision is of this girl being drug away. And as you close your eyes and you open them, you get the reverse image. You're being pulled away as you see your dying sister as they lift up her head and take a sword to it. You close your eyes quickly to avoid seeing this. And when you open them, you're in a jail cell. Your hands and feet shackled. Hmm. Hmm. 
What kind of floor is in the jail cell? Hay. It's a stone floor with hay on it. Okay. I'm going to... I mean, my hands are shackled, but I can still touch the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch the ground with the hay and the stone and try to find some kind of nature spirit that I can connect to. Roll me a d20. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a five. <laughs> you, you put your hands out and you try to get connection to your familiar and it's too far away. Yeah. And the stone floor is is unnatural stone and the hay is cut hay so you've got literally no connection to mother earth whatsoever yeah Damn. you hear you hear a <laughs> rattling on the on the on the, the the post so uh you about ready to uh to see your last day huh um is this person like at my cell yeah, they're they're at the they're at, they're at like the gates of the cell. I spit at their feet. He he looks down and he goes, ah, "I don't see what they see in you. I think they should just get rid of you." I mean, you folk are pretty stupid. You should and, be afraid of me. And he's like, "Ah, oh, whatever." And as he's like in the middle of his sentence, you hear the the door of the the jail facility open, and he like quickly like gets into position and and uh, stands up straight uh, as a woman in a long, flowy gold and black dress with speckles of stars uh, along it. Walks in as she's holding. A, it's not a weapon. Uh, I can't remember the, the terminology, but it's basically a, a sign of royalty. It's like a, it's like almost oh, a, like scepter. a, wand. a scepter. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And she walks in with the scepter and she goes, is this the one you captured? And, and he's like, yes, ma'am. Huh? Well, go, let her go. L- let her go. Yes. She's going to be working for me. Uh, are you, And the guard standing right behind her goes, are you really about to ask her if she's sure? No, no. And he like quickly grabs his keys and and turns the key and opens the door and walks over to your feet and undoes your feet while looking up at you and then undoes the clasps of your hands and pulls the shackles off and sets them down and then stands up and leans against the wall. Do I know who this is? Do I recognize this woman? You don't. Okay. Well, you know what? Roll me a roll me a twenty. Roll me a twenty. Whoa! Which twenty am I gonna roll? I have so many. Um, damn, that's another five. Is she fifth in line? Because that's really funny if she is. I think she's number four. But anyway, <laughs> you 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 try to think about it and as you're thinking about it you start to disconnect slightly from this character and alma and you think alma might know but it you're quickly kind of pushed back into this reality and and you're confused of who's alma and who's this person mm-hmm. and um you she looks at you and goes well child get up um 
I stand up. I look at everybody extremely confused, um, and I walk over. <laughs> and uh, and she she looks at the rest of them. Well, give her what I told you. And one of the guards walks over and hands you clothes. Uh, and uh, and she goes, turn around and give the girl her privacy. And all of the guards turn around and look like at the walls. Go on. It's fresh clothing. Uh, we'll get you a bath later, but I figure not not run you around the city in dirty, disgusting clothing that you've been stuck in. Okay. Um, I start to put on the clothing. What do you want with me? What do you... All will come to flourishing when we get to somewhere more private. Okay. Um, and I get dressed. And after you get dressed, she she clears her throat and they, the guards turn around and go, well then, we're off. And they uh, they start walking forward, letting you follow them. Like the the guards aren't like hassling you. Nothing. Um, I walk with my head lifted extremely high past that one guard from before. <laughs> uh, and you walk out of the uh, the jail, and you are within the middle of the city. And as she's walking, and the guards standing behind, everyone stops what they do and bow to her. As she continues to walk, and literally everyone's stopping and at what they're doing. They could be in the middle of eating, and they'll they stop what they're doing. Roll me uh, a d twenty. Damn, that's a two. This girl can't roll. Mm -mm. She's the weakest of the link. <laughs> as you continue to walk, you notice that there is actually you rolled a two you don't notice anything i don't All know i don't see shit bro <laughs> as, as you're starting to walk uh the the royalty woman stops and turns and looks at you and goes we have to run and all the three of them start to run okay we're running we're going we're leaving we're out you start to you start to sprint and as you sprint and they turn a corner you look down the street and you see the same queen looking woman and two guards, the same two guards walking in the opposite direction. And it instantly clicks in your head that this is this is magic that they that they are getting you out because of this. And as you look back at the two of them, you notice that it is three three people that aren't guards and that they aren't a queen and the three of them look back at you in their normal like you know witch garb look back at you and go we gotta get the hell out of here we gotta get the hell out of here as like you start to hear the whistle of 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 the guards blowing as you are now been noticed yeah um so this would be your athletics role. So roll me a d20. Let's see how well she runs. Maybe it's better than seeing something. Okay, roll 20. A new 20. Uh, she got a 14. Okay, you start to run as quickly and as hard as you possibly can. Uh, 
and you have to make a couple of rough turns as you run down the alleyway. There's guards at the end. You have to quickly turn down a small little house. You're starting to like run through people's houses out the back. Think very much Ferris Bueller's day off, running through everyone's backyard and through people's houses just to get to the tree line. And right as you reach the tree line, you're back in the middle of the swamp with the 12 surrounding you. You notice every single one of them has tears running down their faces. And they they release hands and they move to you slowly as they reach in and at one at a time give you a hug. Letting go, they look at you and says, Child, do you understand now why we must hide from those who aren't like us. Partially. And as you look at the woman that is dressed in the regalia, it finally clicks. The woman that came and saved you is this woman. And then you look to one of your other sisters and you see that she's covered in burns. And then you see another sister and you see that she's cut deep with swords through her chest. And another one who is blackened to a crisp. These are just a few of the stories that we have. Are there worse stories? There are much worse. Then I will hide. For now. And I will learn and I will study, but I will not let them get away with this. As we want. We need you to get strong so that we may reenact our revenge. Understand that you may not be told everything, but everything is done for this reason. I understand. And they let go of you and they walk backwards and the visions of your sisters start to dissipate. Only leaving the ones that you live with the man and the woman in the regalia. And they look at you and go, a child, I must say you're quite strong. Okay. Most of the sisters, their first time experiences this can only go through one, maybe two of our sister's stories. You could have made it through many more, but we just didn't feel like it was necessary. No, I get the point. And uh, they nod to your, your sisters and they walk away. I think our job is done. We'll see you another time. And he starts to walk away and he goes, oh, 
I almost forgot. And he opens up his pocket and he reaches into his pocket and he hands you a small creature with very large eyes. This has been waiting for you. And he, he hands it over to you. What do you name it? Caster. Good name. Strong mm. name. And uh, he starts to turn around and walk away. And you see black wings start to extend from his back. And you see him move forward and move to being on all fours as he turns into a black dragon. No way! Okay. And the, the woman next to him hops up and jumps on him, onto his back as the two of them fly off into the moonlight. And that is where we're going to end today. No way! <laughs> oh, God! Okay. Wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. End of the episode. Did you have fun? Was that fun? I to did. I did. I did. Ah, oh, man, that helped a lot. Cause I knew that Alma was angry. I knew that from the start, I knew that Alma was an angry person, like quietly angry. So now it's nice to know. I had my ideas of where it came from. And now I'm glad to know that like they have been yes. anded. you know what I mean? Like, you and I kind of had an idea of like, oh, mm -hmm. witches, probably not all that treated well. And yeah, just compounded on that. So I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had a good time. Why don't you uh, why don't you let people know a little bit more about uh, Liv and some of the projects that you're working on? And then uh, we'll say goodbye. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name's Liv. You can find me on Twitter at Liv in a Day. Um, I do a couple of different things, primarily jump around from stream to stream. So on Mondays, I do uh, Total Party Chills Under the Table, where we play through multiple indie TTRPG games. Um, on Tuesdays, I'm over on Rule of Lore at N2Deep, which is an all LGBTQIA plus queer um, D&D campaign where we are being gay doing heist playing water deep dragon heist um gosh wrapping up really soon it's probably over by the time but you can check it out on uh weave the tales youtube where i'm playing black void where we are exploring um the depths of space in a sort of low tech call of cthulhu mess with your mind type of vibe i'm here on yeah it's a lot of fun i'm here on parliament of owls hanging out with jake and all of our friends um and i will be debuting on Super Idols RPG, which is a podcast that combines the idea of like idols, superheroes, and magical pals a la Sailor Moon um, mm. through masks, which is a lot of fun. So nice. I'm the newest addition to that team. But nice. you can find out what I'm doing next on my Twitter at live in a day. L-I-V-I-N-A-D-A-Y. Awesome. And I hope all of you had a really good time. Um, if if you missed any of this, please go back to the video and watch this because I feel that this was really good and really fun. Uh, until next time, everyone, have a good one. Bye.